Yeah, everyone's asking about the Mr. Irrelevant. And what I've got my sights set on is Mr. Irrelevant. When I first got it, you're thinking, man, the Mr. Irrelevant. And I don't want to be that guy. Bench to his left. Comes underneath, and the pass is incomplete, out of bounds. Now they say complete. The official, the second one, came in and overruled the other, Jared Cook, and with three seconds left, the Packers are going to have a chance to win it. That is unbelievable. unbelievable. Okay, welcome to Mr. Zarelvin on Brooklyn Rebound Podcast. It's a sad day because this is our, our second last, I guess, podcast of uh, before this, the Super Bowl, which is the last game of the year. Only three games left of the NFL season. And no matter what you think of it, I mean, we love football here, so NFL football specifically, so it sucks that it's almost over. We'll have the whole offseason, but it's your boy, Pod Drew, here to get us through it. And normally I'm like the quarterback around here on Mr. Irrelevant, but I don't want to get in the way. To, I mean, we have a real quarterback in the room, Mr. Brett Farvis here. Yeah, yeah, it's your boy, young gunslinger, young, uh, young dick pick. <laughs> young dick pick. That's really uh, not. You don't want to necessarily string some of those words together. Young DP. Oh God. <laughs> uh, AKA E Dash Eric. It's your boy. And uh, yeah, it's your boy. And what now? Do you want to uh, tell the, the folks at home, or on the train, or wherever? what the deal with this is today if they didn't listen to last episode specifically oh yeah the cowboys lost a heartbreaker to the uh the minnesota packers and as a result i am wearing an away white Favre jersey not from minnesota though from well the, the, not the, the, from the vikings right right the jersey's from green bay it looks good on you man yeah it does you look like tj lang you yeah you guys can't see it but i look really good today I do, and uh, so that was it was because of the game result. But what was the? Is because you had a bet with Cheesehead Marvel over here. Yep. yep, right here on this pod, Marvin and I had a bet. Uh, he was gonna wear a Michael Irvin jersey. I decided, and uh, he had a Favre jersey waiting for me when I lost. Yep, it was pretty great. I mean, you mentioned the off season, and I'm sorry, but I just can't relate to that right now. My season's still happening. Well, it's it gonna be. All right, but that's fair <laughs> enough. But my point was that. Whether the Packers win or lose, uh, or win it all, which obviously you hope they do, yeah. three games left in the season, that's it. Yes. And it's over. It's the off-season for everybody. But no, it's not the off-season for them or us yet. We still got to talk about the two matchups in the championship round this weekend. And we should do a little talk about what went down. And, uh, you know, touch on all the games from the conference round. Oh, no, I'm sorry. This weekend is the conference round. Touching all the games from the divisional round. Now, unfortunately, I was um, out of town this past weekend. I had some things to attend to. So I did not uh, get to watch every minute of every game. There's a little here and there on most of them. The pa- the, so the, the big Packers-Cowboys game, I didn't get to really watch live at all except for the first couple of minutes. It's a classic, man. I know. It was apparently the best game of the playoffs. What happened was I was flying home then and... Uh, the plane I was on had a TV. You know, this was later at night when the game was long over, but they had a TV with NFL Network, and they're showing a replay of the game. So I did try to watch the, the replay. So I did see s- some good chunks of the game, but it was late 
at night I was kind of drowsing in and out a little bit, so I tried to get that. And then the Steelers uh, game where they defeated the, the Chiefs, I saw most of that game. You don't sound too happy about that. <laughs> and no, so uh, we could start there, I guess. You know, work our way back to your guys' teams, but Steelers, Chiefs. You know, obviously, I wanted the Chiefs to win. I, you, I picked the Chiefs on this podcast last week, even though it was kind of just like a wanting to separate myself type of pick. I, I did pick the Steelers in my um, playoff pool, but the Chiefs really could. I mean, they they didn't give up a touchdown. Steelers did not score a touchdown and still won the game by yeah. by two points. Well, I think it goes to what I was I, I mentioned last week is that. While the Chiefs do have pieces, they still have Alex Smith as their quarterback. And Spencer Ware hasn't done anything for about he didn't do much nine weeks. Game, yeah, like, you know, the guy that they leaned on heavily yeah. ended up being Tyreek Hill. And he didn't do, and anything, he didn't do anything, you know. So it was kind of, you know, they, they all just chose the wrong time not to show yeah. up. And I did think, I think I said on last podcast, I thought Spencer Ware would stop up in this game and put up some, some yeah. decent yards, but it didn't necessarily Maybe happen. Maybe Steelers' defense is legit now. It seems like they're it seems like they're, better, yeah. but yeah, I, I don't... I guess it's kind of a weird game. I didn't see the first quarter, but I, from what I gathered, the Steelers had the ball most of it, despite not scoring a touchdown, of course, the whole game, but it seemed like they were sustaining long drives, fizzling out in the red zone, kicking field goals, keeping the Chiefs off the field, though, until like the end of the game where the Chiefs had the ball in the fourth for like seven-minute drive or something. Right. But then the Chiefs took advantage of some penalties to get down, and they had trouble punching in it. They finally punched in it at the end to get it within two, and they're down eight. They throw, you know, Smith throws to the end zone for the two-point. I don't remember who caught it, but someone did in the back of the end zone. I'm celebrating in the, you know, the the, the airport uh, bar there. Other people are, you know, most people in there didn't weren't cheering for the Steelers. So they were all saying, oh, all right, cool. Maybe we'll get overtime, whatever. But then you see the flag comes up. You see the replay. Uh, Eric Fisher, who I think you've talked about before, uh, Eric, mm-hmm. as not being the best uh, at the left guard. Uh, no, he's not left good. tackle over there, rather. Not that good. And with a blatant hold on 50-year-old James Harrison, who had previously been abusing him in the game already. So, so you think they should have called it? Yeah, I mean, it's clear. Got to call it. You can't, you can't let him play the game. Can't be the NBA. I mean, all I do is look at the replay and say that's a clear hold. That's the rule. I mean, it, uh, and I where, where do you draw the line if you do give them leeway? Like if if Tyreek Hill or or Kelsey pushes off of the defender to catch the two point the tying two point conversion, do you give that to them? Because that's clearly a penalty. No, I don't think. But I but think... you you let them play with a hold. Would you let them play with a false start? Would you let them play with right? right. Uh, no, offside? I agree. I'm just asking the question because Where... I didn't really even see the hold. I didn't watch much of this game at all. I just saw Kelsey going off after the game. Oh. Yeah. So I was wondering if it was blatant enough, and you're saying it was. I thought it was. I don't know so. what Kelsey's talking about. So Obviously, it, he's then, uh, yeah. he's upset about what happened. Right. He uh, he had a stupid penalty himself earlier in the game, a little bit earlier in the same quarter, I believe. You know, throwing a guy down, 15 yard penalty. He dropped a, what would have been a, probably a touchdown or a, re, a catch to get him within the five yards of a touchdown. So, and he, I mean, he did make a couple plays after that, but he couldn't maintain his composure and come up with that big. So, I don't really know. I, I definitely don't think uh, if I was a Chiefs fan, I wouldn't be happy with him, right. especially mouthing off after the game. 
Yeah, with what I thought was a blatant hold, but really I blamed that tackle Fisher because that's the biggest spot probably of his career right there, and it's not like you, the play got blown dead and you're like, well, what would have happened? We saw what would have happened. He threw the two point conversion, then they get pushed back ten yards and it's over. The Steelers had the, I mean, if this Chiefs could have got him a three and out, they they would have had to punt and the Chiefs might have won on a field goal. Yeah, that was another thing. It was but third they, down, you know, and third down, and they give it to Brown. Yeah, I think it was third and four. I saw that something like that. Third yeah. and three, third and four. Yeah. Enough yeah. time they couldn't get their out. I mean, he finds Brown. While Roethlisberger, he didn't get in the end zone. Lev Bell ran for 170 yards, um, and Antonio Brown caught over 100 I yards. I don't like, even understand how they didn't get in the end zone this whole game. Yeah. But, I mean, we're going to talk about what we think is going to happen in Pat Steelers, of course. But, yeah, I don't know about the, the Steelers' defense yet. Yeah, it's looking better, but with what the offense they have, the weapons they have, I don't. You know, what's-his-name, their kicker, shouldn't be your top scorer. Yeah, but, you know, it's playoff football. It was freezing cold over there. I, I don't know. I, I think they're all entitled to one of these games. Yeah. If they play like this against the pass, they're not going to win. But if you're going to no, play like no this way. against the Chiefs, you know, the Chiefs are the right team to play like I this I guess against. so. I mean, I, I was uh, obviously very disappointed in the Chiefs' offensive uh, output here. You know, Smith made a couple bad throws, but he played well enough that they could have won. And their playmakers just didn't come up big. So the uh, the other AFC match then was of Texans Pats and I literally saw not a second of the game. Yeah, so, I didn't watch it either. But from what I could tell, looking online and uh, seeing you know a couple highlights or whatever, and what, seeing what other people are saying, even though the Pats ended up with a, a sizable enough victory and margin in the end, covered the spread I think and everything. The at one point I looked at the score you know on my phone and it was like fourteen thirteen Pats over Texans. So I was like, oh geez, really. And then I guess they pulled away with some Deion Lewis touchdowns and things. But most people, including uh, New England fans, are saying that they didn't play a very good game. And, you know, they're lucky they played the tech, the uh, offensively inept, huh. you know, Glock Osweiler-led Texans because against, you know, a better offense, they could have got upset. Yeah, I mean, they're – well, we got to give credit to the Texans' defense. Right. It seems like they showed up. They actually did deliver – it picked off Brady twice, but the rest of the team went to shit. The special teams gave up a, a kick return to Deion Lewis, or was it a punt return? I, I don't remember. I'm not sure. But Lewis scored a receiving touchdown, rushing touchdown, and a, and a return for a touchdown. First player in the playoffs to do that. So it seemed that the Pats just beat them in every other facet. The Pats do stuff like this every year in the playoffs where they just have one game where it's like, you know, when you think they're going to zig, they zag, and hmm. that seems to be what took place here. I, I'm not putting much much on it. Mm-hmm. With that said, this Patriots defense that's supposed to look so good, let me tell you the last play, like, uh, since November 20th, the quarterbacks they faced, Colin Kaepernick, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jared Goff, or was it Case Keenum? This is going from best to worst at this yeah. point. Jared Goff. Yeah. It's going descending order. Right. Joe Flacco. All right, maybe a slight. Trevor bump. Simeon. I believe it was uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick again. It wasn't Bryce Petty. Uh, Matt Moore and now Glock Eisweiler. So I'm yeah. just saying they. So Matt Moore is possibly the yeah, best quarterback. Yes, they haven't played anyone of Big Ben's caliber. Yeah. Well, they end so. the league uh, right at league average on defense too. So 16. Yeah. And I just they were the number one scoring defense as far as points per game. But when you're playing these kind of quarterbacks, uh-huh. yeah, I can see why. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, so yeah, I have a point to make regarding 
defense here, I guess. But I don't know if I want to wait till we make our predictions for the two games to really say what what it is. Um, to like tip my hand here, but so yeah, I will wait. But yeah, is there anything else um, from this game that none of us really watched much of? Uh, well, the the Texans got a pass rush on Brady, and maybe if the Steelers could get a pass rush on him, you know, maybe that'll open things up. But Brady tends to own the Steelers, so I don't know. Yeah, I also don't know that uh, Clowney or or that an athlete equivalent to Clowney or Merciless is walking through the door for Pittsburgh, as great as no, I mean uh, the corpse of James Harrison has been. Well, this dude, uh, who's, who's, who's name? the Pats left tackle? <laughs> what is it? It's still Vollmer, right? Is it Vollmer? I have no idea. But what's the name of the of the dude on on the Steelers who literally who nearly killed Matt Moore? He's been coming on strongly. Uh huh. Uh huh. I know who you're talking about. And um, Shazier is Shazier. Um, Shazier was good as fuck. Yeah, so it just seems that they've been playing a lot better. If they if they get home with the pass rush and you know protect those corners, that I think that's the weak part of their defense. Then. Yeah. Well, I think it's kind of so the Texans do have a better defense than the Steelers. Obviously, much worse offense. So it might be kind of a split, but it's up to us to decide what is better for the Pats, I guess, to face with their own squad. But let's just open back up our most classic segment that I. You know, most of the time get correct when I say it, words out of my mouth. Point, counterpoint. Mm. If you're reading it from the page, point, slash, counterpoint. Is there a more technical term for that that kind of forward slash there? The forward slash, shit. Um, <laughs> I think it's just a slash, man. All right, so point, slash, counterpoint. We'll pit the two of you, Mr. Favre and Mr. Head, verse each other. Or do you, you know, why don't you be, uh, since you, you've donned uh, Eric in, your, in that far of Jersey, you, you should probably be a, a Packers, who, who is a, a Packers defensive guy from uh, the far era that who would you point to as like a great play, linebacker or something, since you guys are going to be. That, that was a rival to, to Brett Favre? I was thinking more about on the same team, team because you're also a Packers fan yourself, and okay. it's like it's and this is a friendly point counterpoint, yeah. friendly skirmish. So White. it's like a defense right now. Reggie White. So you want to go Reggie White? Okay, mm-hmm. very classic. So, so Reggie White versus Brett Favre. Who shall I give the point to? Which is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'll, I'll give it to you, Reggie. Thanks. Appreciate you may argue that. for because I hate the Patriots. That. So, uh, the Steelers on the road, yes, but. The Patriots, I just told you the list of quarterbacks they've faced since uh, the middle of the season, uh, since their last loss uh, to the Seahawks, which has been a poo-poo platter, to say the least. This is, Big Ben is their best quarterback that they've faced in nearly two months, so they really haven't seen a high-powered offense like the Steelers' high-powered offense. Granted, Steelers mm-hmm. didn't score touchdowns yeah. last week, but we know what they can do with Lev Bell and Antonio Brown. I just feel like there's too many weapons on the Steelers' side for the Pats to shut it all down. What the Patriots tend to do best is shut, you know, the number one thing that a team does well. Well, if you shut down Lev Bell running the ball, he's going to come out the backfield. He's going to catch it, probably catch 10, 12 passes. I don't think they can shut down Lev Bell completely and totally that he becomes obsolete and and, uh, disrupts the Steelers' offense. I think regardless of whether he's running the ball, and if you can't run, then uh, a six-yard pass... That'll act as your run play, as your running game. Um, I think just having left Bell, it just turns everything on its on its head for the Patriots. And another thing that we saw is the Texans got after Tom Brady. The Steelers, what they have been doing is that they've been getting after the quarterback. We saw that with Matt Moore. We saw that with Alex Smith. 
their pass rush is actually producing and getting home lately. And while they've been on their own streak, their own winning streak, I don't see why they can't get to Tom Brady. The way to beat Tom Brady is to hit him in the mouth. If they punch him in the mouth, uh, I think the Steelers got a shot. So I don't think home field matters. Yes, Big Ben sucks on the road. But I think in this caliber of a game, he's a vet. They could get it done. Okay. So that was the assault uh, against your O-line there. Vollmer and the rest, or I guess Favre's O-line and the rest. Did Marv get through, a.k.a. Reggie, get through with some good points and sack you? Or are you ready to uh, fire back, Eric, a.k.a. Favre? Let's see if I can do AKA some improvising here. A.k.a. Young DP for why the Pats <laughs> will be victorious over the Steelers. Uh, so your point about um, how the Steelers, or the Patriots, defense hasn't really faced a quarterback the Steelers defense hasn't seen an offense like this the team that they just beat in Kansas City they were ranked 13th on offense this year this season at 3.8 percent more efficient than the rest of the league than league average rather the New England offense is the second most efficient offense in the league uh they are 21.1 percent more efficient than any offense that uh or than league average rather they're more efficient than any offense that the Steelers saw all season except for the Patriots in that game, the Patriots beat the shit out of them. So, you're talking that, about the Steelers Patriots game, yeah. That Big Ben didn't play in that Landry Jones played in, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They only won by 11 points. I'm just saying, they beat that ass, man. I'm just saying, uh, Big Ben did not play. That is correct. I can see this being a shootout. The thing with Belichick, he takes away the thing that you want to do. You know that going in. What I want to do, I'm not going to be able to do. Luckily, the Steelers do have weapons, they, they have multiple things that they can build a game plan around. Still, though, I'm going to give it to the mind of Bill Belichick to just figure something out on defense with his league average defense. And by the way, the defense last week that held uh, not so much in yardage, but held court uh, points-wise, held holding that team to 18 points. That was ranked 13th. Uh, the Patriots are ranked 16 right now. So it's not that big a difference in the defense that you're going to face after all. Granted, those defensive backs in Kansas City are a bigger problem than what you're going to fa- see in New England. But the scheme and the coaching, uh, I, I just... I can't, I can't do anything with give the edge to New England. Right. Now, do you think that Antonio Brown video where Mike Tomlin called the Patriots a bunch of assholes, which they are. Like, why, yeah, why is everyone surprised? But he called them a bunch of assholes. Do you think that'll, that'll be bulletin board material for the Pats? I don't even think they think about it, dog. Well, it's interesting because basically Tomlin is saying don't. Be careful with social media. Don't give them bulletin board material. live streamed. Yeah, which Brown is live streaming, like, just auto- completely undermining him. Yeah. <laughs> what his actual point would be. I can't even think, I'm trying to think of, like, an equivalent to this, like, metaphor or something. I can't even come up with one. But whether you're saying, Eric, that the pets don't even need bulletin board material or whatever, I, I don't see how it would go. Maybe they don't, but... There's no way that it helps the Steelers. There's no way that it helps the Steelers. So it's going to affect them negatively or have no effect. And it, and it just makes Tomlin as a coach look, like I said, he's undermined. Right. It makes him look like he doesn't have good control over it. Like you couldn't picture anyone doing this to Belichick. They'd be... Right. You see, you picture people doing this to Rex Ryan. More, li- more likely. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and we talked about... Co- uh, I mean, we, we spent a little time last week with some coaching matchups, namely against, you know, your teams where we, the general consensus, and I think it mostly played out in the game. I, I think um, probably McCarthy was a better coach in that game from what I could tell, but it wasn't like a wild swing or anything, and obviously it was a very close game. But in this game with Tomlin v. Belichick, Tomlin is a, a Super Bowl, yeah, but 
Belichick's like the legend at this point. Right. It's hard to give, you know, he, I mean, it's hard to give the coaching advantage anywhere, but uh, it's, even without, in light of what happened after the, the Steelers game there, hard to give the coaching advantage to anyone else but New England in this. Yeah, they're, they're, he's a legend. He's, so, he's yeah. a guy at the end of the video game. He's, you know, he's, he's insane. All right. Now, when it comes to other matchups, uh, running, I mean, a lot of your point, Mark, was uh, based on Love Bell. The Pats don't really have his equivalent, obviously. Most teams don't. Uh, they'd have the, the different kind of, you know, style with Deion Lewis, although they can do, even though they're completely different kind of players and body types and everything, they can, they can both catch pass and right. run. So it's, it's similar in that way. Mainly you're saying against Big Ben, it seems, versus the Pets' defense. That's a bulk of your argument, it seemed like. And in return, what about, I mean, can you counter with Brady, though, versus any defense, really, but in this case, the Steelers? Who has more of an advantage there versus the opposing team's defense? Or is there a clear one at all? I don't know. Uh, Let's check some numbers. So uh, the offensive DVOA in New England is 21.1%. The defensive DVOA in Pittsburgh is negative 4.7. So it would be be the equivalent of a 4.7 on offense. That's about 16.5. Where are they on defense? New England's defense is negative 1.5% league average and Pittsburgh's offense is 11 so the difference is about 5% efficiency total around there so as far as the I would say the advantage for the New England offense not so much not not necessarily Brady although he's one of the best of all time not just him but the whole scheme everything they do uh the way that they get yards and, and how they get them situationally like versus what other teams do the advantage is still about 5% uh greater on the New England side okay and I guess we'll say what, this game is the, the second of the two games, right? Yeah, so it's going to be late six, afternoon on Sunday. Yeah, six 6.30 evening. It should be cold, dark and cold out. Yeah. Windy, possibly, all that. I don't know about any uh, precipitation or anything like that, but um, or any inclement weather, but keep that in factor in mind, too, I guess. Think turnovers and things of the like. So we'll come to the point where I say, do you guys like the picks I assigned to you directly, or would you rather flip-flop and take the other team than the one you argued for? There's no way in hell I can pick against the Patriots, dog. So no flapping for you? So it's going to be 42, cloudy in Foxborough on Sunday. Okay. So not not bad, actually. It's kind of, yeah. Okay. So weather might not play a factor. I want to go Steelers, but I'm going to go Pats because they have Tom Brady. And at the right. end of the day... While I love Lev Bell, and I think he's amazing, might be top three players in the league, Tom Brady's Tom Brady, Belichick's yeah. Belichick. Got to go Pats again. They go into the Super Bowl. And uh, I agree. I'll go Pats also because mostly all the things we mentioned, coaching advantage, home field advantage, Yeah. which in Big Ben's case it does seem like this year especially he has struggled a bit on the road. And on the road last week, even though you wouldn't say he struggled necessarily, they did struggle to, to score other than via the kicker so you know by contrast the Pats struggled a bit by their standards but they still found that zone plenty yeah, of times they still put up 30 against a better defense yeah. than they're going to be facing this Sunday so all right it's a clean sweep for the Pats and you know makes sense given what other times we've gone against them this year it hasn't gone well for us most notably against old Glock there we in week three foolishly <laughs> went all one for the Texans yeah before Brady even was on the scene this year. But either way, uh, we'll go Pats. 
So let's double back to the NFC breakdown from uh, the divisional round. Another game I didn't uh, catch too much of, unfortunately, was uh, the Falcons' victory over the Seahawks, though I did predict it to happen, and uh, someone went Seahawks here. Which one of you did? I went Seahawks. You went Seahawks, Marv. Yeah, I did not see that coming. And the Falcons housed them. I just know. really thought that the Seahawks weren't impressing of late. and This year in general, you know, they, they got it done based on, you know, Russell Wilson being a good quarterback and well-coached team, you know, and um, just kind of like the rolling stone equivalent, I guess, like rolling down the hill. Like, if you just start doing well, you I don't know what I'm saying exactly, but you do well in one year in the playoffs, you can do well the next right. year. Like they're one of the teams that can do that. That that can get you so far, and I thought that's where it would stop for them. That's as far as I could get them. Ended up being true. So, again, like I not not having seen too much of the game other than like really just the first quarter, I didn't see exactly how the onslaught from the Falcons went. If there was any big, I know they they took a safety to the Seahawks at one point, so that probably didn't help. But I don't know if there's any other major swings that led to this, but it seemed like it was just, you know, a good offense beating a slightly injured defense and all that. Right. They And, and well, for the Falcons, what they did on, on their end that, you know, give their defense some credit. Defensively, yeah. Is that they got to Russell Wilson and they hit him mm-hmm. and they caused some turnovers. He threw, I believe, two picks. Mm-hmm. So they actually, you know, they took advantage of that, of that bad terrible O-line, right? O-line that the Seahawks have. So that's what they were able to do. I don't think they'll be able to do that this week, but... That, to me, was the catalyst to being up so big and basically, you know, just winning the game in a route instead of being close in the fourth quarter, which is what I kind of thought would happen. But, yeah, I mean, they look really good. I I guess you got to give them some credit. I haven't really believed in them all year. We all kind of never did. We thought they would fall back. I have started to believe in them. Though, uh, for myself, I'll say preseason, I did not believe in them. I don't know, Eric, you were saying they they might be a playoff team. Yeah. I wasn't, huh. uh, at that point, I wasn't sold. Toward maybe mid-season this year, I started getting more on the bandwagon when I see just the offensive talent they have. So I would say for myself, I uh, even up to, by the time the playoffs rolled around, which is the first playoff game, they had a bye. But by, by week 17, I was thinking that the Falcons were legitimate, which looks like they are. So... I don't know. Do you have any points on this this game, uh, Eric? Seahawks Falcons. I'm just uh, the thing that your experts and your other podcasts warn you about for Seattle all week. Like, it's just exactly true. Their their line didn't hold up. Wilson couldn't be Wilson, and then on the defensive end, they really, really missed uh, Earl Thomas. Uh, they just they just could yeah. not do anything to stop Julio and company. Yeah, I'm yeah. Matt Ryan got the ball to well. a lot of people, man. Like it's crazy. He. But that's that's the thing about their team. There's yeah, a lot of people have so that many give weapons. it to you. Yeah, yeah. They have and so many and we we had also said I I think uh, in the game Coleman was the the running back who made the really big plays in the, in this particular game, mm-hmm. but Freeman can do it just as easily. I was predicting him. It went the other way, but and no, no, no. In this game, it was Freeman, it was Freeman too. But I thought there was one like the biggest play was by Coleman, was it not? Like a, Long touchdowns, something like that? No, it was uh, oh, Freeman. I must have misread that then. Well, Freeman had a long catch and run. Mm-hmm. It was for score, 53 but... yards. Okay, yeah, maybe but I just saw it that. It wasn't a score. Across. And he was the one that actually punched it in. Coleman had more yards. He had 57 yards to uh, on the ground to Freeman's 45. Yeah. But Freeman had 80 receiving yards, most of them coming off of that 53 uh, catch and run. 
they just when you have a two-headed monster like that coming from the backfield where they're both essentially number one backs they use them both equally they can catch the ball the two of them and then you have julio jones like it's just really not fair um all right so we'll, i'll talk more about atlanta but let's wait till we till we get to the actual matchup with the packers but before we can do that let's dive into what happened with pack cowboys i want to get a little okay. backstory from both of you guys yeah, how you watched the game, what your emotions were during and after. So let's start there. Where where did you watch the game, a young, uh, you know? I watched the game at like a half-height piano stool uh, at a bar in Williamsburg with my boy here. Yeah. You, okay, so you did watch it together. Okay. Yeah. So I don't need to double back on the question to you then, uh, Mark. So... What what bar is this, by the way? In Williamsburg, it's not a big sports bar area or anything. There's a couple, I know. There's a couple sports bars, but we went to this spot called Reds, just kind of this little hole in the wall. But mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, not familiar. With they that. have cheap drinks and yeah. you know they have cheap drinks. Enough TVs where and not enough people where you know I might yeah, I don't have to yeah. want to punch someone in the face and. Or just that it's so packed. Some sports bars for big games get packed. You get to yeah, walk to the exactly. bathroom. It's like, hard to get drinks. You know, yeah, it's exactly. packed in there. But a lot of these uh, Williamsburg bars you might stumble into, uh, they got like a black and white movie playing on a silent projector. So Yeah, you, not this one. Gotta find one shot in the game. Yeah. Okay, so we got the setting. Uh, what were you guys drinking, beers? Yeah, I was having beer, man, and, and uh, my boy here was having vodka, tonics, I think. Soda, okay. vodka soda. Vodka soda, I'm sorry. Um, you know, he's keeping it healthy out here. So, yeah, we was. I, I was trying to take it easy. I wasn't trying to pound back the drinks. Especially, and were you successful in that attempt? I was successful in that. I just would have been too over the like all over the place. I was already all over the place. People in that bar probably hated me, but <laughs> was uh, it just the two of you or more of your boys? No, it was more of my my friends. Uh, uh, my sister and her boyfriend came, and oh, it's family. My affair. girlfriend was there, and and a bunch of my boys and. Young DP was the only Cowboys fan that I was with, but there were Cowboys fans there. There were some other Cowboys fans. Right, right. We didn't know until about. Huh. Yeah, three minutes into the second quarter, when the when the Cowboys so finally scored a touchdown, uh, they weren't rocking the, any boys gear. They, no, no gear. No. Or were you were doing that? Uh, no, I was wearing all black, which interesting. Was an, an accident, but he's an artist. Okay. You know me; I got my Packers gear on all the time. So I, I, had, I had to assume you were. Yeah. Okay, so that's the setting, and like so, the first half of the game was pretty Packers dominant. Yeah. Uh, how are you both feeling at that point? I was on my second drink uh, when they went up 10-3, and uh, I leaned over to my boy here. I told him that I was going to play a drinking game where every time, the pa- every time the Packers score, I would finish my drink and order another one. Didn't go well for me. Uh, so the bartender had his finger uh, you know, steadily poised over that soda yeah, stream then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so, and how were you feeling? Confident, or were you, uh, Marv, uh, speaking to Marv now, or were you like... Worried that they could come back in. I was cautiously, cautiously, cautiously optimistic. So I was like, "This is the start that I was mentioning that I mentioned last week on the pod." I was like, "If we come out fast, I think we got the game." And when I saw it was twenty-one to three, I'm like, "This is exactly what we needed. There's no other way, no other formula to win this game but starting like this." And that's exactly what happened. But I knew, and I've dealt with it before that the Packers never. In the playoffs, it's always made interesting. That's funny, too, because I remember, now that you mentioned it, I do remember you, you were talking a lot about that last yep. week, that they need to start fast, and then yep. and they really did, but it yeah. didn't really 
all, even though they won, ultimately that fest started. I guess you can't say it didn't help them, but oh, the fest Cowboys start, came back and tied it. So yeah, they came back and tied it. But I feel like the fast start was definitely essential. I, I okay. think if the game is totally different if we let them control the pace. Zeke probably has forty carries instead of the twenty that he ended up with. Yeah, which you is know, not like for him. yeah, a lot of people were, were. I hear a lot of Cowboys fans. Why didn't we give Zeke the ball more? Well, you were down twenty-one-three. So if it's totally different and it's let's say 10-7, 13-10, that changes. So it was it was definitely essential and important. So when the Cowboys start coming back, how is the mood changing? Especially when they. I guess we can take it all the way to when they tie the game up. Oh, or did they tie it up with the and then with the two point? What what was weird about it is it was twenty eight. It was twenty eight thirteen. Dak threw a pick and I said it's a wrap. I it's remember specifically. Yep. I told him it's a wrap, it's over. Micah High got a pick and I was like, That's it. Because I didn't think Aaron Rodgers was gonna throw an intercession ever again. And then on that very same drop, he throws a terrible pick. It was his fault. He overthrew. He had Devontae Adams wide open. Beat. He beat his man. Had him open. Overthrew it instead of throwing it outside. He throws it inside. And then whoever the hell that guy for the Cowboys. That man's name is Jeffy. Whatever. Okay. He makes an amazing play. He catches it. And then they come back and they score 28-20. And then after that, I think that's when Christy Michael like did that stupid shit in the end zone. Nearly fumbled. I might be wrong here, but whatever the point is, the Cowboys get the ball back in the fourth and they tie it up. Did that guy eat sack Rogers at one point too? That yeah, was. that was in the last sequence of plays. <laughs> that, was that was when he clobbered him. Scandrick. But yeah. No, no, no. That was Heath. I thought it was Heath. Because yeah, okay. I, I didn't really know that oh, guy it was either. The, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's not the ball. With, with 18 yeah, seconds right. that yeah. Rodgers actually held yeah. on to the ball, which was insane. I thought it was a f- – if that's a fumble, the game's over right there. Yeah. If Crosby misses the 56 yards, the game's over yeah. right there. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of things and that so, happened. But. So during the comeback, especially when they actually tied it, Eric, what were you thinking? Like, oh, my God, we can win now. We're going to win. I was never thinking, oh, my God, we could win now. We're going to win. I was just, like, getting more and more resentful that I was giving them the rope with which to hang me. Just like, just like, oh, my God, we can get back in this. Oh, my God, we're back in this. We can win. And I knew the whole time how this was going to end, and then it did. I was the... You knew it was going to end with three field goals in, like, 80 seconds or whatever? Sure. I mean, when Dez Dez caught it, and Dez caught it, Dez caught it. This time. When that happened... I knew just like, okay, well, there, there's still no way we're winning. Something's going to go wrong on this two-point conversion. Something's going to go wrong. There was no way. I was the opposite. I was like, you guys are going to get the ball last. We're going to lose. The defense is going to let us down again. I was. I told my friend, told Eric there, McCarthy's getting fired after this one. You can't go six losses on the last play of the game and still have a one job. One thing, but, but um, they got it done. I think it should still probably get fired this off season. To be fair, like even if you well, I mean, there's still work. there's still at least one more chance to lose on the last. I hope not. Coming up in a few days, but I hope not. But yeah, but Rogers. I mean, everyone's been talking about him all week so yeah. far, anyway. And what more can you say? I mean, he really is the, the, the best right now. That, so tired of him. Just the, the sack, throws man. he makes and get the, how he can run away and just throw make these crazy throws downfield. The it's fact that crazy. he held on to that ball, and that to me, thing, and then he got right back up yeah, and called yeah. timeout. That to me. That changed. That's when I was like, "Oh, we either have a shot at a hail mary, again, or you know something can happen." Also, I, to give credit to the receivers and everything, I, I was in the past couple of weeks. You've been mentioning this guy, Mario Cook, and I, I was lightly kind of scoffing at it. Like I never thought Cook was very good or anything, but I mean, he came up with an incredible catch on that yep. last play to he's set up. He's been essential, goal, man. So. Like 
this whole winning streak, he's been so important. He's probably been the second most important receiver besides yeah, crazy Devontae me, but, Adams yeah. because Jordy's been hurt. Uh, Cobb has been hurt. You know what I mean? He's been the one constant. Is Jordan, yeah. and is Jordan expected to be back this week, or is he still got They're it? saying it's a Thank small you. chance, so it's, small not, chance. it's not looking like it. doesn't sound good. Yeah. Um, but if they so do well. make it to the Super Bowl, it obviously I, I would chance think. with the two-week break. Yeah, I would think so. All right, so that, that last field goal, it didn't look good coming off the foot or anything, no, but it, no, it somehow <laughs> snuck right in. Neither of them looked good. Yeah. Nope. Um, Mason Crosby, man. Ice so, running through so, the fans. 23 straight uh, playoff field goals for, you know, yeah. that are good. And, of course, Stan Valley right. knows one of the best as well. So, kickers really won the day on uh, Sunday. All right. So, shall we go back for another game? Of, I forget what I was calling this, where me and Eric uh, go against your Packers, and we lob some, I think I called it point and attack. So, we did it for Giants versus Packers. Yep. So we'll we'll each come up with one thing at a time why the Falcons have an advantage, and you'll have to combat that for why your Packers can squash that advantage or flip it around or however you want to attack it. Sure. Do you want to start, Eric, with the Falcons uh, thing here? Number one offense by DVOA. Yeah, they're 25.3% more efficient than league average on offense. The team that you just beat was only 20.4% more efficient, and you almost lost. Well, uh... How's that defense, though? Yeah, good, good counterpoint. Uh, Atlanta's <laughs> defense is the 27th uh, defense by DVOA right. uh, this season. So that's my whole thing. It's it's going to be one of those games, last person who has the ball is going to win. Or whoever could get two stops in the game is going to win. Mm-hmm. Because it's going to be a shootout. We played them earlier this year. It was 33-32. to 32. In that game, there was no Cobb. There was no Montgomery. There was no Cook. And we lost by a point. Granted, you can't do the, you know, you can't play the math that way. But I just feel this is a team that the Packers could beat. I don't think this defense could stop Aaron Rodgers, and right. I don't think our defense can stop Matt Ryan. But like I said, so for my it's just att- one, I'm gonna give it on the attack here then. And with that offense of the Falcons, here's a major advantage I'm seeing: offense to offense is the run game, as we already touched on today. The two-headed monster of Coleman and Freeman. Versus, you know, a converted wide receiver turn running back right. is doing decent enough, but I can't really compare in that department. And right. Along with Christian Michael, who's not really good or anything either. Yeah. And whoever else they can run out there. But since obviously the offenses don't play each other, it's offense versus defense, I'll say the uh, onslaught of the Falcons running attack versus the Packers uh, de- run defense. Well, I think the run defense is probably the best thing that the Packers do on, on defense. They're either their run defense or their front four that could create pressure with the linebackers off the sides. I know the Falcons' offensive line has gotten better, but I've also seen a lot of games this year where Devontae Freeman maybe averages three yards a carry. Coleman has gotten hurt. You know what I mean? Like, they're not they're not Zeke, where Zeke has literally been unstoppable all year. They're not Lev Bell. Lev Bell has been unstoppable all year. I think that we can create enough of a dent where the Falcons are going to want to pass the ball. Not to mention, if we start off fast again, which I don't see any reason why we shouldn't because Atlanta's defense isn't good, even though they've been playing well, I don't see why they, they'll they probably look at us and look at the weaknesses that the Packers have on defense and want to air it out. And that's why I don't think they'll play that ball control game, which is probably what they should do, which is what the Cowboys should have done, which is what the Falcons should probably do because they have a running game. Maybe they should get away from all those weapons at wide receiver 
play ball control and just keep the ball away from from Rodgers. It just seems that that's the way to beat the Packers, but okay. they probably won't do it. I don't. I don't think so. Do you want to lobby another attack here for the Falcons, Eric? Um, I was right about the Cowboys' uh, offense in, especially in regards to. Dez, you had no one capable of covering Dez. He ate the entire evening. Right. Uh, Julio Jones is a better wide receiver than Dez, and this is the last time I'll say that. What, what do you got for friend? that? Well, he's hurt. He's hurt? He's been hurt all year. Okay. And the first time we played him, he did get hurt, and he only caught three passes for 30-something. He sustained his injury in that game? He sustained an injury in that game, an yes. Injury? Okay. He's been playing injured all season. This, year, this, this time it's a toe. I believe last game in week five or six, whenever it was, it was a, a knee this time it's a toe. He re-aggravated it against the Seahawks. That's why he only had six receptions, 60 yards. Let's see what happens this game. If he gets hurt again, then what? Most new is your guy? I mean, all right. I, I he just, played well in that game, too. He did, he did. He did. He played well against the Packers, too. They, they actually were the ones who killed us in the first game. It was the, the trio of Sanu, uh, Gabriel, and some other f- fucking guy I'd never heard of. Tolelo? I guess, who made damage because Julio was out of the game. Mm. So they were the guys who really controlled the pace because Matt Ryan spreads the ball around. With that said, so does Aaron Rodgers. I think it's literally this game. See, the difference between what it was last week where I kind of saw if we start fast, I think we'll win. This time it's literally going to be, I think, whoever has the ball last. Because I think it's just going to be an air out show. I don't think we could stop them per se, but... I have one more, and this is more of a... You know, Eric Lynch, the stats type of approach, which I don't mind either, you know, I, I, but I like to see what's going on. But also sometimes I like to take a look at the general, I never know how to describe it exactly, but the general kind of what what happens in football, especially year to year. What's the story going to be? What, you know, what what are we just in for? And the where I'm going with this is Matt Ryan. Is this Matt Ryan's year... Everyone's obviously talking up Rodgers right now. Everyone loves Rodgers for good reason. He's great. But that's kind of more of the same. Meanwhile, Matt Ryan has really been on the come up this year. MVP, he's a dad's on favorite to win MVP at the current moment, as we record, is like the force of him alone. Like, are we going to look back on this year and say, like, this was Matt Ryan's year? He went into, no. he beat the Packers. He got to the Super Bowl. I can't see it. I don't think Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan's, Good, but I think he's also a product of the pieces around him. He has a lot of weapons. And also his offensive coordinator, Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan, once he, once he becomes be the Niners Taking coach. the Niners job, yeah, so said today. Next year we'll see that, you know, there's reward should have been Rodgers' award. Yeah. And, and it could still be. It's not been decided yet. And if he wins this this week, if Rodgers wins this week, I think it just proves the point. Yeah. I think even though it's supposed to be for the regular season, but right, 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 right. Card really could have won it, but. right? But I think I think Ryan he's having a great year. I don't want to take away from that. Like he's been way better than he has before. But I've also seen him shit the bed in the playoffs. I saw him in 2012. They were in the same the position. Yeah. They were in the championship game. They lost to the Niners uh, after beating the Seahawks at home. Um, I saw the year that we won the Super Bowl in 2010. They were the one seed, and the Packers blew the doors off of them. Again, they had, they've always had this great offense. This, this isn't nothing new with Atlanta. Their team is always known for a great offense. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, I mean, you're right that that's what they're, right. they're known for. But I just, I'm getting the sense this year that it's just a better offense than they've had in the past. And probably a large part of that is the improved play of Matt Ryan. 
So I just think there could be something to the fact that that you're pointing to past years where he hasn't done well in the playoffs, but that's why I'm thinking, are we going to look back at this historically and say this is the year that it all flipped for him? So you think this will be like a uh, like a Joe Flacco type of thing? It's like Joe Flacco had that one run. Could be, could be. Or Never Manning. saying he's elite or whatever. Right, right. And I think Matt Ryan's a better quarterback than Flacco. Wait, anyway, do you but. guys think Matt Ryan's elite? No. no. And that's what bothers <laughs> me about it, man, because they people are saying, you know, they look at these four last quarterbacks and, and they want to lump him in, of course, because, you know, Rodgers, Brady, Roethlisberger. But it's like, no, he doesn't deserve to be in the same breath. Okay. He's had a great year. He's on the tier below those three. He's had an all-time oh, great year, but but know. but that's when you know I'm trying to predict the future right now. So what? Uh, uh, so all right. So that's point and attack, right? That, that do you think? That up. Do you think? Do a good job defending. Do you think uh, the pack? Do you think the Falcons can slow down the pack in any way? Their offense. Do you think their defense can slow down our offense? I think Atlanta's pass defense. Uh, the the reason like they're so bad because of their run defense. Their pass defense is just behind league average, right where the Cowboys. Were but they lost Trufant. They, uh, they did lose Trufant. He was their best. Like he was their best corner. Ago, right? He was their best D back. Uh, if if right. that's the case and nobody steps up to fill those shoes, then probably they don't have a chance to stop him. But I mean, who was Malcolm Butler at the super, in the Super Bowl? Right, right, right. But he's on Belichick team. Yeah, that also he is on a Belichick team. So can I? Here's what I wanted to say before what I was holding off on. It's related to defense. Um, since we're gonna make the final pick here, it seems to me that the remaining four teams, none of them have a great defense. I don't think across the board, all four teams don't have a great. They've all they have all got the type of defense that's been coming on recently. It's getting the job done. But if we're talking elite here, these aren't elite defenses of the past Super Bowl. None in the top ten. Anyway. None are in the top ten. So. And last year was a very defensive year. Sometimes years go swishing back and forth. Yep. The league has been very defensive, I think, the past few years. So this year it seems like it's going offense. And that's what we're seeing with the remaining Final Four here. So I think this game is going to be a shootout. I think both games are going to be a shootout, frankly. Unless something weird happens. Maybe something weird happens in Pat's Steelers. AFC games have a little more tendency to be defensive-minded. And historically, at least that's what I noticed in the playoffs. But... Either way, I, I predict two shootouts, especially in this. I, I really can't see anything but that in this Packers-Falcons game. So I don't think either team, which means I don't think either defense will stop the other team's offense okay. very much. And that's what you're saying anyway. It's going to go around the last play of the game. So Yeah, I think that's what it's going to be. I think it's going to be someone makes a careless mistake, maybe a yeah. fumble or something, and that just turns everything. Whereas that, that's that one stop, you know what I mean, that you need. The over-under for this game is 61. So Seems right. Yeah. That being said, I'm going to pick the two up. As much as I love Rodgers and respect him, and I picked them last week largely due to him over the rookie deck, and I, I'm not saying that Matt Ryan's a better quarterback, but for this game itself and for the way the season's going, based on everything I've seen so far and what I think's happening, I agree with you it could be a toss-up last play if the game wins, but like we've also mentioned... Yeah, Ryan struggled in playoffs past. So is McCarthy with calls and the Packers with game-ending plays and things like that, which could happen again this week, even though it didn't go that way. So that being said, I'm going to roll with the Falcons and the Patriots. I think that is going to be the Super Bowl matchup this year. Sorry to say, Marv. No problem. I, and, I hope you're uh, Those are going to be my two picks, Falcons versus Pats for the Super Bowl. 
Well, you know where I'm going. I'm going pack. Pats, uh, pack. Yeah. Either of those games would be good, as long as the stupid Steelers don't. We just, <laughs> we need 12 versus 12, man. This is what, you know, we I all, mean, that would be cool. This is what we missed out in, in the NBA. We never got Kobe versus LeBron. Mm-hmm. We need 12 versus that, 12. Uh, we need Rodgers. That's also why I kind of think we, we don't get those. Yeah, who? Timmy versus LeBron. Well, we did, we did. It's not really we did, but I love Tim Duncan, but you know, he's not like the face of. Even though he's one of the best players ever, he's never really been the face of the league type of thing. But even not just in yeah football, best whatever. A lot of times we don't get the matchups we crave or we want. So that's why I'm also saying Falcons because that's not as you know desirable of a yeah. matchup to most. So you're right. The Falcons are. Gonna if the Falcons out. get in, that's the one like. Ugh. Because Falcons, Steelers, Falcons, Patriots—it's like Steelers. Oh, just kind of terrible. Well, at least Steelers, Packers would be a rematch of the yeah. Super Bowl from a couple of years. And there's the history behind it. And then Packers, Patriots—it's like just the battle for you know the quarterback title and shit, quarterback belt, best no, quarterback. I, I think Falcons, so. Steelers is easily the, the the bottom of what we could get. So hopefully that's not what happens. Yeah. But what is your p- prediction, Young DP? What, what, what you who's on go the island in this one? I'm gonna go ahead and pick my uh, my. Uh, Wisconsin, Green Bay Packers, and then I'm going to head back to Mississippi and send some dick pics. <laughs> All right. Some young dick pics? Some young dick pics. Young yeah. dick pics. I really hate this. Thank so you. So you're taking, uh, you've got Stockholm Syndrome, or you're, you've accepted your abusers. Also, I believe the Packers they're the better team. Picking the Packers. Okay, no. You think they're the better team. So I'm alone in thinking the Falcons will win on this one. I'm on Falcons Island. We'll see. But we all like the Pats, and either way, it should be two good games, right? I hope so, man. I... Even yeah, let's hope. Shootouts that at least be entertaining. God, yep. s- the, like pack- the Packers are so close. They can't do this to me again, man. I'm telling you, it's not easy. You guys take it. I'm spoiled. I'm not. Ugh. <laughs> it sucks, dude. It sucks. They've lost five times at the last play. Like, that shit ain't cool. Yeah. Finally, karma turned around for us, and we got one last Swung week. The other so. way. Well... Unless you guys have any finishing remarks, that is going to do it for the second last 2016 and now 17 season of NFL football for Mr. Zerelvin. We will be back, and either if not next week, the week after for, of course, a Super Bowl preview. But hey, stay subscribed to Brooklyn Rebound. We occasionally release a basketball-themed shows. We had one fairly recently. Go back and listen to that one. That's good stuff. Talking Cavs-Nets game we're about to go to and NBA from a couple of weeks ago. And maybe even some Game of Thrones things coming up on the feed. Got to look out for all that. And maybe Marvel is something they do his wrestling podcast. But maybe, man. Maybe in the offseason. Anyway, just stay subscribed to Brooklyn Rebound on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And that'll be it for us. Go, Pat, go. 